Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everyone. I'm delighted to have Jennifer Tucker with me today, and I'm going to introduce her to you in just a second. Just a quick reminder and huge thank you to those of you who support Faith Conversations. I've heard from so many of you through my now, yep, I'm in the eighth year of Faith Conversations. So it's wonderful to hear from you. Uh, probably the easiest way to give is via PayPal, and you can use the email address producer at anitalustria.com for that. And uh, if you want to know how to give other ways, you can email that email address and ask me about that as well, because you can do regular mail or give in a variety of ways. Um, but thank you so much for your support of the podcast. And when you go to the website, anitalustria.com, you also can give via Patreon, the big P there at the bottom of the page. You can do that too. Well, Jennifer Tucker, my guest today, she is an illustrator, a lettering artist and graphic designer whose work has been featured in all kinds of publications and books. You've probably seen it and not even known it, known it um, including the Message Canvas Bible. And she is the ECPA, that's Evangelical Christian Publishers Association, best-selling coloring book, Whatever is Lovely. Wow. She lives in central Georgia with her husband and daughters. And I know Jennifer now because her book, Breath as Prayer, came across my desk. And I thought, oh, yeah, I, you know, I'm a spiritual director. I love spiritual practices and I'm always recommending them. Yeah, Breath as Prayer. Sure. Okay. I don't know that I need to do a podcast with this person on this book until. I read the subtitle, Calm Your Anxiety, Focus Your Mind, and Renew Your Soul. Okay, speed dial Jennifer Tucker. So Jennifer, <laughs> welcome to Faith Conversations. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's good to have you and hope you don't mind my uh, semi-humorous um, intro, but wow, we live in a world that is loaded up with anxiety and you know, as followers of Jesus, I mean, we are all about renewing our soul, but I think we don't know how to calm the anxiety part. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I think, um, especially in our faith circles, anxiety can sometimes tend to be one of those things that we either avoid talking about, or we push it to the side, or we ignore it, because the Bible does have things to say about anxiety. And um, that can for me personally, it led to a lot of shame and guilt about my feelings of anxiety because I thought, well, if I'm feeling this anxious, I must be doing something wrong in my faith. I'm not praying enough. I don't trust God enough. Something's wrong. And so then we tend to not talk about it because, well, if I admit that I struggle there, then that it's admitting that I'm not as good of a Christian as I wanted to be, or I thought people think I am or whatever. So it's crazy. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> I do think we tend to separate those things, especially any mental health condition oh, from right scripture and faith. And we really, really need to work on 
breaking that stigma and talking yes. about it because it's a, it, they are health conditions and it is, it's our brain health. It's our, it affects our body. It affects our spirit and our soul. It's a whole body thing. And so, yeah, I do think we tend to <laughs> separate those two when really we need to marry them together. And God made us to help us handle our anxiety. So yeah, thank you. I, I oh, I, I, I couldn't underline what you just said enough times. <laughs> that is so true. And I, I, even in my own life, I remember this is not that long ago, just a few short years ago. I remember saying to my son and my husband, you know, I think I actually have some, um, some underlying anxiety, like low level anxiety. This was what came out of the two of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I said, what? Yes. Are you kidding me? How mm -hmm. have you not told me this? Well, we just figured you knew. Well, how yeah. did I not notice this for a lot of years? But oh, I, yeah. I, I think we find what you said. I think we find our own ways of tamping it down, but mm -hmm. not really handling it in a proper way or a helpful way, or it, it, we don't turn toward God. I, I, I love what you said, you know, we, well, we didn't pray enough. We didn't do such and such enough. And all of a sudden we're believing that we're just not enough. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, we yeah. don't talk about it because for many, many reasons. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I did that for years. Um, I, I think a lot of us are walking around with very high functioning anxiety is what it is. Um, we may not have an anxiety, a diagnosed anxiety disorder, which are different. They're in a different category. Thank you. My for daughter that. has an anxiety disorder. I have very high functioning anxiety, but it can impact my life when I don't deal with it in a healthy way. And for years I didn't deal with it in a healthy way. I, I it came out as extreme perfectionism, people pleasing, overworking. I would work oh, myself to death. <laughs> and just put the, the pause button off right there. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Wait, what was that? Uh, yeah. uh, per perfection perfectionism, people pleasing and overworking were my top three <laughs> red flags that, Hey, there is something not aligned here. You should I not be living this way. <laughs> like you've but, been sitting on my shoulder and living my, my life as well. Oh my. Yeah. And I've discovered as I've really addressed my anxiety in the root of a lot of my control issues and needing to have everything so planned out in my life, I'm a very anxious person. I have deep, deep, deep rooted anxiety in so many ways. And it wasn't until I really faced it, learned what it really was in my body and what the Bible really says about it and how to, in a healthy ways, manage okay. it in my life. Was I able to kind of start making progress and getting better. How this so. is me. I'm going, no, I didn't need to have Jennifer on. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm just thinking how many people just heard you say all that, that went, oh, wow. I, I oh, I, I think she's talking to me. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just tuned in because I always listen to faith conversations. <laughs> I thought this would be a throwaway podcast. Nope. <laughs> Nope, the joke's on you. It's not. Um, and I do think this, uh, Jennifer, I think uh, with everything that's going on in our world, it's not just what's going on in the world, but it's how connected we are globally. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard not to be anxious as we pay attention to the war in Ukraine. As um, where I live, we just came through a just a shattering, literally 
Hurricane Ian that has shattered lives and physical structures in Florida. And of course, that can that's repeated annually in different parts of our country, whether that's hurricanes, whether that's earthquakes, whether that's tornadoes, flooding events. So you have physical events, uh, emotional that that have then an emotional undercurrent or response, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, um, I was telling you before I actually hit the record button that right after Hurricane Ian, my husband, Mike, and I did a podcast. Uh, we had so many people asking, are you okay? <laughs> what mm -hmm. happened? Because texts weren't getting through because all these cell phones right. were down, mm -hmm. et cetera. And so we certainly shared what had transpired with us and how we were doing well and did not have damage like so many people had. But I used several of your breath prayers. I would use the first part where you say, breathe deep and know, and then I would share the, the verse and the breath prayer itself. And, and um, people really appreciated that. And then I started thinking, wow, I really do need to talk to Jennifer, <laughs> who, because the book is um, yes, in large part, these daily entries mm -hmm. where you've written some extremely helpful things. You ask some thought provoking questions besides giving us a, a scripture and a breath prayer, but you start the book with a lot of concrete things that are helpful. In mm -hmm. fact, I had a friend say, well, you know, I don't really connect to breath prayers. I, I, you know, what's, what's behind it. And, mm -hmm. and you write all about this. Um, there actually, there is a science of breathing and, you know, the practice of praying specifically some scripture can really work hand in hand. You talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so let, yeah, tell us, let's fill in some of the blanks here for people that maybe don't realize breath prayer is a spiritual practice, but talk about what's behind it. Sure. Yeah. Well, breath prayer, it's really simple. <laughs> really. It's just, you literally pray a very short little prayer as you deeply breathe in and out. You're slowing your breathing and you just repeat the prayer as you breathe. So it's a pr prayer prayed to the rhythm of your breath. Um, so very simple, pretty basic concept. I didn't come up with it. It's been around for yeah. centuries. Christians have been practicing Christian breath prayer. Um, I, although I had never heard of it because I didn't grow up in faith circles that did a lot of liturgical practices, a lot of um, those sure. type of prayers. Yep. And so um, I just had never heard of it until I was researching ways to help manage anxiety. Oh, no kidding. Absolutely. That's how you found it. Okay. I was trying to find breathing exercises because we, one of the first things we learned after after my daughter was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, one of the very first things that both her psychiatrist and therapist told us was the power of the breath, that breathing is the bridge between the brain and the body. And so, yeah. Okay. This is this beautiful practice, which I also have known about for, mm -hmm. for years, but I did not know about the, the power behind the breathing part. And you bring that yeah. out so well and write about it in such a helpful way that I could 
really understand it. So yeah, talk more about that. So you started learning about this when you discovered your daughter's um, anxiety disorder. Right. When she was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, I could not shove aside my own anxiety anymore. I couldn't ignore it anymore. I had to really dig deep and face my own struggles, which were affecting not only myself, but my family, um, and learn more about anxiety, manage it in healthy ways for myself so I could better help her through her struggles. And so in all of my pounds of research and Googling and stuff, (laughs) trying to find, I mean, I knew they told us the breathing is the bridge between the brain and the body. One of the first things you can do when you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious is just slow your breath because, and God gave us this amazing system in our bodies um, called the autonomic nervous system. And it's made of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. When we feel anxious, when our body senses some kind of threat or danger, it could be a, if you're hiking, if it's a bear in your path, your body's going to trigger the sympathetic nervous system to kick in. What happens is the heart rate increases, breathing increases. You're literally the logical side of your brain gets overrun by the amygdala, your emotional brain. It takes over. So you act just out of pure instinct. So you can respond to threat or danger very quickly to protect yourself. So this is our body's protective mechanism. It's put in us, ingrained in us. God gave us it. It's not a bad thing inherently. Like we need it. We don't want to rid ourselves of all anxiety. That's not the goal because it does have a purpose. Problem is our bodies get dysregulated often. We live in a very fallen world with broken bodies that are not always functioning the way that they were perfectly designed to do. And our brains are no exception to that. And our nervous system is no exception to that. And so like, for example, for me, my anxiety and that sympathetic nervous systems gets triggered by things that aren't actual threats to my life, (laughs) but my body's sensing it as a threat. I'm in danger in some way, whether if I let somebody down, that's, that, that's a threat to me in some way. If I don't finish this project in the way, this perfect way, then that's a threat. Or if I'm in a crowd of people, crowds of people make me extremely anxious for whatever reason, my body senses threat, danger. So I get extremely anxious. So that sympathetic nervous system, it's kicking in saying, Oh, I need to protect you. Let's get ready to react. Flight, or fight or flee or freeze is what we normally call it. Um, but the problem is, like I said, sometimes our, our nervous systems dysregulated, we get triggered by things that really aren't threats. So we need to find ways to calm mm-hmm. that anxiety, mm-hmm. especially if we live with it with a daily low level anxiety or mid level or even high anxiety. And breathing is a great tool because breathing is one of those automatic processes of our body that we can control. I can't regulate my heart rate. I can't regulate my blood pressure just by will, but I can slow Control. my breathing. Oh, interesting. Well, I have a story about that, mm-hmm. that I, I, and I don't even know how I happened to do this, but I just intuitively knew. So for years I did live radio broadcasting and there's a certain amount of living on the edge when things are live and listeners call in and they can say anything. You just don't sure. know. And then the other thing is what happens if the call drops And your guest all of a sudden is like gone. Oh, I'm hanging out to dry. (laughs) And I remember that happening. And somehow intuitively I knew, or this was what happened. I, in my head, you know, you're how you think a million miles uh, Mm -hmm. an hour here. So the call dropped and I just thought, slow everything down, slow your breathing down, Mm -hmm reiterate the name of the guest. And if they happen to write a book, the name of their resource, 
what you've been talking about as you slow everything down that gives the control room time to dial the guest up and get them back on the air but mm -hmm. just start going more slowly where I think in the past I would have maybe I probably have been doing the job long enough that you know I didn't have that speed up and go crazy uh, mm -hmm. I but that's that was this good example to me of what needed to happen today now in my noticing anxiety raising, mm -hmm. but not realizing how much yeah. breath could play a part. Yes. Cause what happens when we slow our breathing, we have these vagus nerves that are part of our parasympathetic nervous system. They're directly connected to those, all the organs in our body, including the lungs. So when we slow our breathing, it sends signals to the brain telling us, okay, the breathing is slow we're safe. We're okay. And so then the heart rate starts to slow that amygdala calms down in the brain, your frontal lobe, the thinking brain can take back over and then you can logically process what's going on. Slowing down, breathing deep has a yeah. physiological effect on our body. I mean, yeah, I did it for years. I told the, you know, like when my girls are upset, just calm down, take a deep yeah, breath. We say down. that all the we time. Do, we do say it. Slow down, calm down, take a deep breath. Yeah. But we didn't, I never realized there's a literal reason that works. Why do we say that? Because when you slow your breathing, you calm your body. It's just what your body does. So, and I, I had this thing that happened not long ago last year. I had a, um, or last spring I had a, a eye surgery and <laughs> laying there getting ready, you know, and, and I, I said to the nurse, I said, I was feeling a little anxious and I'm like trying to slow my breath. And I said, well, that's okay. I'll have that kind of twilight. I'll be in that twilight sleep where I can ask for a little more gas. Mm -hmm. She paused and she goes, uh, no, you won't actually for this surgery. We, you don't have that gas. Well, <laughs> I started breathing really fast and mm -hmm. started feeling faint. And what do yeah. they call it? A vasovagal mm -hmm. response. What I was, I could feel myself about ready to faint and mm -hmm. she's trying to get me to slow my breathing and yeah. Oh man, I can feel it coming back. But right, you know, I finally, I finally slowed my breathing down. And, but I mean, I was, oh, it just took me. Mm -hmm. And then I just, the whole time, the whole time through the surgery, cause I was wide awake for this without that lovely gas that I thought I was going to have. Yeah. I just kept saying, I, in my head, I just kept saying, keep breathing slowly. Mm -hmm. in and out. I just had to have a constant conversation yeah. with myself. Yeah. And that's kind of what breath prayers are. We yes. start by breathing slowly. And so we slow our breathing. So we help calm the physical symptoms of anxiety that our body may be experiencing. And everybody has different physical symptoms, maybe. Mm -hmm. So learning what those are in your body and recognizing them is kind Good. of important because if you can recognize it quickly, then you can, oh, I need to start. I need to slow down. I need to stop and breathe. And then we begin a conversation with God. We begin uh, repeating those words of scripture, truth from his word. And we repeat that over and over, grounding ourselves in truth, not in our feelings that are very overwhelming overwhelming sometimes right. when we're anxious and not, Those, not necessarily true even exactly. Cause our feelings are real, but they are not always the but, truth. Yes. And I like so, that. Our feelings are real, but they're not always centered or based in truth. You exactly. know, this danger we feel may not be actual, but our, the, what we're feeling is we're, exactly, yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate that distinction. Mm -hmm. That's 
That's really, really helpful. Yeah, because we don't want to invalidate our feelings. You're feeling these feelings. Like you feel anxiety. It's a very physical thing as much as it is a head thing. Like it's not just all in your head. You, Your body is reacting. So we, to calm the body through slow breathing and then turning our minds to Christ, we're connecting that bridge between our brain and our body through breathing and then the bridge between our soul and God through our prayer. And it kind of makes this nice full circle thing. For me, it has been such a helpful tool to manage my anxiety on a regular basis. Um, it may not help everyone the same way. And there are a million different tools to managing. This is sure. only one of them. Sure. And this is not the only kind of prayer we pray. It's just one sure. type of prayer Absolutely. to kind of help. And yeah. so this I'm offering just a tiny little, hey, this might, this helped <laughs> me so much. Maybe it'll help you too kind of thing. Well, I'm, so I'm here to say um, several things, but one is this has really helped me. Uh, a couple of things that I want to come back to how it's helped me, but um, I realized that I was a breath holder also, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm like, wait, I'm holding my breath. Yeah. Um, I, I remember being in the doctor's office, just having simple, you know, the nurse taking your blood pressure before the doctor comes in and, or something. I'm trying to think what, oh, I think, or, or the eye doctor's office. Mm -hmm. I remember the eye doctor saying, needing to do some things to my eyes. Cause I have some issues and I was holding my breath. And she, she said, don't breathe. I need you to breathe. I, I won't be able to do this well if you're not breathing. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, breathe. Just breathe. Don't hold your breath. And I just didn't even realize mm -hmm. I was holding my breath and getting yeah. nervous. And so, yeah, the, I have found this incredibly helpful. And one of the things that you, you have this lovely section at the front of the book. I, I mean, the, the book is filled with these beautiful entries um, or I mentioned this already where you, you know, give this, give great content, you write something and then a scripture verse, and then you have the breath prayer on the opposite page. But at the beginning, there's lots of helpful information, some of which we're talking about right now. But one of the things I really liked was where you specifically give some breathing techniques. And honestly, I've not been a yoga person in my life. I've not, I just, I didn't even know. I mean, I just recently, a friend of mine introduced me to square breathing. I had not, I hadn't even heard of box breathing, square breathing. Um, so I didn't know the 365 thing that you talk about, the relaxing breath or the square breathing. So I would love for you to even mention that to people. Oh, sure. Yeah. There are a ton of different breathing exercises out there. You can Google it and find a million. These are my three favorite. These okay. have been the ones that have worked most for me. And they're really probably very common ones. The three, six, five is my go-to. Uh, it's okay. very simple. You, um, when we talk about breathing exercises, we use the, the phrase smell the candle or no, sorry smell the flowers, yes. blow out the candles. <laughs> so you remember to breathe, inhale through your nose slowly and deeply and exhale through your mouth um, slowly and completely. And so we're like smelling the flowers and blowing out the candles. So with the three, six, five, you inhale slowly uh, through the nose for five seconds and then exhale slowly through the mouth for five seconds. You repeat that for five minutes. Um, you can start out with just a minute, 30 seconds, sure. any amount of time helps. Um, you can work your way up to five minutes, um, but three, six, five, you do it three times a day. It's, it equals six breaths per minute and you do it for five minute duration. That's where the three, six, five comes okay. from. Okay. Four, seven, eight, similar inhale for four, hold your breath for seven. This actually, um, 
works really well if you're very anxious because it helps reset the um ah. the, the vagus nerve type things okay. um and exhale completely for a count of eight that one takes some practice because it is it's it's a lot it feels like a long time holding your breath for seven and exhaling for eight but exhaling double the count of the inhale that i've read really is helpful mm. um and then square breathing similar way you inhale for four hold your breath for four exhale for four hold your breath hold for four and so it's this inhale it's like hold, a exhale yeah. hold yeah and, and you can I, literally trace a square with your finger as you do it as you, you do it i kind of mm -hmm. do actually because mm -hmm. i've been yeah. doing that and also i have some friends who are older and don't have quite as much uh, yeah. ability to take it in. I've done just sure. with two count, you know, absolutely. And yeah. You absolutely. do this with whatever count works for you, whether it's make two, it work for four. you, individualize it for what works for you. Exactly. Because the big thing is you're slowing down and you're just paying attention to that breath yeah. and seeing and trying to just slow it, just slow that yes. breathing. Cause that's, what's calming your body. Cause you're telling your brain that amygdala, Hey, we're okay. You can chill out. <laughs> so I'm going to take a little, little break from sure. the breathing talk for yes. just a second, because I have to brag on you a bit here and talk about the beauty of this book. Um, you know, when you just said a moment ago, you know, in, we say, smell the inhale, smell the flowers, exhale, blow out the candles, mm -hmm. um, there, you have this on a page and you literally, I don't know if it was your intent, but there's beautiful art on every page with each breath prayer. And that particular page, there are little candles and flowers. And I'm sitting here going, I'm going to color that in. <laughs> I'm going to just take my markers and I'm, and I already have enjoyed coloring in leaves and flowers and just doodling with my own doodles around the breath prayers was, so I have several questions for you about sure. that. Number one, I want to hear how you, um, began with art. I mean, this, this is your, your life is, is art. It's, you know, yeah, it turned into bit. that somehow. <laughs> Um, I, that's a long story, but, um, and I won't go into all of it, but basically I was elementary school teacher at first. That was my dream growing up to teach school. And I did, I taught third and second grade for four years till I had my two girls and could not balance it all. <laughs> yep. Um, and so then I was a stay-at-home mom and then I started volunteering at our church in the preschool ministry, became a preschool ministry director through that for years. Then through circumstances in our family, I had to step down away from that and <laughs> didn't know what to do with my time. Um, and just, I've always doodled and I've never like, never been to art school. I've never done any of that, but I just kind of self-taught myself. <laughs> I, I liked the lettering. So I'm like, I'm going to practice that. I liked the doodles. I'm like, I'm going to practice that. And um, just God laid some amazing opportunities in my lap to you know, work for some amazing authors and work for some just different projects along the way. It's really interesting. I've not sought out anything that I did. Everybody like I, I just accept, okay, God, I can do this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so it's kind of a, not a normal story. And I, you know, even I this book, it. this book, I never intended to be an author uh, ever. And so this book was yeah. a gift from God during a really hard season last year. It got me through some really difficult months. Uh, this book was um, a gift and for myself, for my own soul. And so um, mm. just and don't, don't you think, uh, don't you think that gifts for our own souls often have great spillover to other people? 
Yeah, it's really neat to see that happen. I yeah, not anything I expected, but wow, God, God's good about that though. He can do stuff that I could never dream. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I I love that, and so so you've had this you have this artistic bent, which we are the beneficiaries, um, with some of the beautiful illustrations and your beautiful lettering, um, along the way in the book as well. Um, but what about the writing piece? You know, did you know you had that in you or have you been a, like a journaler for, or what? Yeah, I do journal a lot. Um, I write for myself. I have a little tiny blog that I barely ever write on, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I write for myself. I'll write on Instagram, like I share on Instagram and I'll okay. share little things and stuff. But I, I just never thought anything that I had to say was worthy of pages of a book, I guess. I don't know. I just never saw myself doing that, never mm-hmm. sought really that out. It wasn't really, so this is like a dream I never knew I had come true, which is really neat. Um, but yeah, the artwork itself and just that process that that helps me manage my anxiety too. I think art and creativity is just such a great tool God's given us. Whether you think you're a great artist or not, like when I started, I didn't think I did not. I had no, like I said, I had no art background. So it's just, just so encouraging to me because mm-hmm. I, I listeners know I pulled out my art stuff after my brain injury and and it's just been a lifeline. And I started mm-hmm. out with jelly plate printing. And then I, then I set that aside for a while and just went back to just plain old card making, but with Mm -hmm. weird, interesting, cool folds and whatever. And now I'm getting into mixed media. I love it. I think it's so (laughs) fun to experiment. It is. God created us, you know, in his image. He's the great creator. He created us to create. And I think it's so fun to try to create different things. I have a friend who does like her recent art things that she just tears. She calls it tearing paper. She tears paper and makes little collage. They are so amazing. And I'm like, that is so neat. And so I just, Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, get creative. Even if you don't think you're an artsy person, a creative person, it's great for your anxiety too, because it focuses your mind on something that's not your feelings. Again, Yes. We're focusing on something. And I love that you're coloring the pages, coloring books. That's one reason I love yes. coloring books so much <laughs> because coloring really has been shown to help reduce anxiety and calm yes. because you are, you're focused on this activity and, um, it's a great little tool. So yeah, there's lots of tools like that, but art and, and prayer and breathing and all that can work all together to, mm. to help. Well, and I, just so you know, um, folks that are listening, I'm going to uh, link all of this stuff in the show notes. Um, I'll link Jennifer's website and also uh, a link to this book and I'll link to her coloring book as well, whatever is lovely, because she mentioned that here today as well. And I'll link to her Instagram page too. So you can follow her on Instagram. I've, I've been following her and enjoying that. Well, I think that we need to experience some of these beautiful breath prayer experiences and, um, So I don't know if you have some favorite ones. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I found my favorite one. Uh, So I have a favorite one, but I'd like you to pick one or two favorites. And we won't read the whole um, entry that's in between, but maybe just give a flavor of what that might look like. Um, But do the breathe deep and know peace and the verse and then the breath prayer. So sure. Uh, you, what, where do you want to start? What, uh, let's have you do one. I'll do one. And then we'll end with you doing, um, a second one. All right. I'm going to go to the one that is the breath prayer itself. As you inhale, Lord, you hold my hand and you exhale, 
you are here to help me. And that's page 72 and 73 if you're looking for it. Thank you. Yep. <clears throat> so it says, breathe deep and know you can give the worries you're holding to the one who holds you in his hands. He is there to help you. And it's based on the verse from Isaiah 41, 13 that says, for I hold you by, my, by your right hand. I, the Lord, your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. And I talk, I had, there's a little tiny blurb about, I talk about, you know, when God's holding our hand, it's like a father holding his toddler's hand. God's grip on you is not dependent on your strength, but upon the father's love. God is holding your hand today. You're safe and loved and he's here to help you. So yeah, he, he's holding us. Even if we don't feel like we have the strength to hold on, he is mm -hmm. always holding on to us. And so reminding my heart of that truth helps me remember that it's going to be okay because he's holding me. I may not know what tomorrow holds, but I know the one who holds me. And so he, he's holding my hand, you know, that when someone holds your hand, what a comfort that can be. And so when we pray a breath prayer and I'll say, I'll lead us in one, and I'm just going to repeat it three times, but usually when you pray it, you can repeat it as long as you want, just mm -hmm. keep saying the words. And so we're going to inhale for the count of five and exhale for the count of five as I read the prayer. So inhale, Lord, you hold my hand and exhale. You are here to help me. Inhale, Lord, you hold my hand. Exhale, you are here to help me. One more time, inhale, Lord, you hold my hand. And exhale, you are here to help me. And that's it, that's a breath prayer. I love that. Well, let me share my favorite mm -hmm. one. And let me tell you what I started doing in your book. I went through the table of contents and I checked off all the ones that I thought had to do with calming anxiety. And of course mm -hmm. I checked a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And then finally I realized, Anita, just start with the first one and go all <laughs> the way through the book. Mm -hmm. Because I realized that they all were doing what I needed, mm -hmm. helping me calm down, calm myself and lower my anxiety. But one of the early ones in the book on page 52 that I really loved, um, it, it's about giving your worries and your cares to God, right? So it says, breathe deep and know God cares about you. Give him all your worries. He'll carry them and he'll carry you. And I appreciated you, you asked a variety of questions. You know, what cares are you holding on to today? What worries are weighing you down? What burdens are heavy on your heart? Take a moment to name them, you know, maybe even write them down. So now as you pray, you can lay these worries down, literally set the words that you've written down on the floor in front of you. I love that um, experiential kind of piece um, as you would lay them at Jesus feet, you know, surrender them all to God today. And the verse that this entry is based on, and I'm just, I just read a little small portion of it, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you, which I memorized as a child, first Peter five, seven, some of you may know that. And then I'm going to have you lead us because you did such a, you know what you're doing. I, I want you to lead us in this 
breath prayer, which has just been a real meaningful one to me, especially. Okay. So for this breath prayer, we're going to inhale. I give you my worries and cares and we exhale for you care about me. All right. Inhale. I give you my worries and cares. Exhale for you care about me. Inhale. I give you my worries and cares. Exhale, for you care about me. Once more, inhale. I give you my worries and cares. For you, oh, sorry, exhale, for you care about me. Love that. So let's, let's end our time with one, another one that you really like, and maybe this is like, you know, picking favorite kids. I don't know, <laughs> no, <right? laughs> but one that was super meaningful <laughs> to you. <laughs> Let me see. Um, oh my gosh. <clears throat> Hard to pick, right? I know there's so many that like these literally got me through. Last year, my daughter was hospitalized for a considerable amount of time, and I would walk the hallways praying breath prayers, and oh. the months that followed, these breath prayers just, so each one kind of has, yes. I can kind of remember when I, I wrote it, and I what was going can. on, wow. and um, this is almost a little bit of, mm -hmm. of a journal for you as you look at these. Isn't mm -hmm. that interesting. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, mm -hmm. here's one. This one is, the breath prayer is, I will wait for you, Lord. Give me strength and courage. Spent a lot, a lot of months waiting, waiting for answers, waiting for hope, waiting for the light in the darkness. Mm. Um, and waiting is hard. And so this one says, breathe deep and know God is growing your strength and courage as you wait on him. Mm. It's based on the verse from Psalm 27, 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And I think a lot of us are waiting for things today. Maybe you're waiting on a job, a relationship, an answer to prayer, waiting for healing, for change, for some kind of rescue, waiting for that pain to diminish or the storm to lift or the situation you're in to get easier. And waiting is hard. Um, and sometimes it feels like you're never going to, it's never going to end. We get impatient. We just want things to work out already, but there are miracles that happen in the waiting. And I've seen that happen in my own life, in our own really dark, deep, difficult seasons, how there are miracles that are unfolding in those dark places that we can't see, like a seed under the ground that's unfolding where we can't see it. There's new things growing. There are miracles happening, even if we don't see it. So to wait for God and trust him mm. was a huge thing that I had to really, really focus my mind on because it's really easy for me to get lost in discouragement of the waiting, to get lost in hopelessness and feeling like it's never going to get better. Um, so this prayer, I will wait for you, Lord, give me strength and courage because I did not have strength. And I was not courageous mm. as we were struggling through really hard times. But as I prayed this prayer, I could feel the Holy Spirit help me through. And so we can end with this one. So no matter what you're facing or waiting on, God can give you strength and courage while you wait. And there's yes. miracles in that waiting because we realize that the answer to the prayer that we really need, we already have because we have him. We have his presence with us through it all. And that's the biggest, that's amazing miracle mm -hmm. that we always get. And mm -hmm. so 
Um, we're going to inhale together and pray this prayer. Inhale, I will wait for you, Lord. And exhale, give me strength and courage. Inhale, I will wait for you, Lord. Exhale, give me strength and courage. And once more, inhale, I will wait for you, Lord. And exhale, give me strength and courage. Amen. Wow. Jennifer Tucker, this has been um, enlightening, delightful, uh, encouraging, energizing. It's been so many things. And I'm so grateful that um, you were able to be with me on Faith Conversations. Again, Breath as Prayer is the name of the book. Calm Your Anxiety, Focus Your Mind, and Renew Your Soul. Jennifer, thank you for your good work and for being here today. Thank you so much. And to everyone else, I usually say, keep the conversation going. Today, I'm going to say, keep breathing. Thank you.